You're listening to the Dreamer in the Details podcast with me, Dylan Ferlano. I'm an entrepreneur, photographer, and your biggest cheerleader along this journey. I'll be here with some of my favorite bloggers, influencers, business owners, and more to help you dream bigger and get all of the details on how to make those dreams come true. Think of this as your personal invitation to our group chat. We're so excited to have you. Welcome to another episode of The Dreamer in the Details. This week, we're doing something a little bit different. A very good friend of mine who listens to the podcast, shout out to Catherine, suggested that maybe not everyone who listens to the podcast knows me as well as I might assume that they do. So I'm going to get a little bit uncomfortable this week, and I'm having my best friend Jenna come on the podcast and ask me the questions. So you're going to learn a little bit about me, my business, my journey with photography, um, also just weird random facts about me that she decided to ask, including, you know, my favorite uh, character on Gilmore Girls, stuff like that. So there's a whole range of topics that we cover. Uh, Gets a little silly at times, but I hope this gives you a better glimpse into who I am, the person behind the mic, and I hope you enjoy it. So today a podcast, we're doing something a little bit different, and I guess the guest today is me. We're going to do a little get-to-know-me episode, and my best friend Jenna is here to ask me some questions and make sure that I'm being honest with the answers because, you know, she knows everything already. So thanks (laughs) so much for coming on the podcast today, Jenna. Thank you so much, Dylan, and thank you for being a guest on your own podcast. I'm super excited to host the Dreamer in the Details uh, podcast today. Yeah, you're the first guest host, so this is a big moment for everyone. I I take my mantle very seriously today. Uh, so, you. <laughs> so if really, I think one of the most interesting things you really started the Dylan in the details total journey as a, as a travel blogger. So, what was that transition like? Because that is obviously not what you do now. Yeah, no, obviously you're so right. Um, The original details that were being referenced in Dylan and the details were um, itinerary details or like travel details because I was sitting at my corporate job in 2018 dreaming of like, what else could I be doing besides (laughs) insurance? And I love to travel. I've always loved to travel. And um, my super organized type A side also loved to make travel itineraries, which people were always asking me all these questions about. So I was like, well, I might as well put those to good use. I'm already making them. I'm already living them. So I started out on like Squarespace, just like doing the worst blog posts you could ever imagine. And that kind of slowly evolved for a little over a year, I would say. At the end of 2019, I had been doing it for almost a year and was kind of burnt out. I hated being in pictures. I hated having to do the like, aren't I so fashionable, staring off into the distance photos. Like, I'm not good at those. Other people are. And I guess in a, in a timely move, I decided at the beginning of 2020 that I was, I was done travel blogging 
and what was my business going to evolve into? And I realized that what I really liked to do was take the photos. I just didn't want to be in them. I was sick of being in the photos. I was sick of having to dress up and all that kind of stuff. So I slowly started to transition to doing some couple shoots. I met some bloggers. Um, actually, we'll have somebody on the podcast in a couple weeks. Zaina, she was my first fashion blogger client. Um, and we talk about the whole journey of how that started me working with fashion bloggers more regularly. But it really just came out of I was sick of being the star of my own blog. And I wanted to help other people create the content and be the stars of their blogs or their businesses. Yeah. And I do have to say your type A shines in the travel blog itinerary. So folks do yourself a favor and hit up the Dylan in the details website. If you want an awesome travel itinerary and speaking of, because I'm actually traveling to Spain, which is one of the many countries that you have gotten to travel with. I'm, planning on going to Spain this summer. And so like, how many countries did you end up traveling to and which was your favorite? I think by, I think I'm at 12 or 13 now, by the end of it, um, my partner and I did four international trips um, in one. It wasn't quite a calendar year because it spanned from like November to November, but mm -hmm. that was at the height of, of the travel blogging. We did um, Indonesia, Ireland, Spain, and Mexico within a 12 months month span and when we got back from that mexico trip was when i was like i'm i'm done like i can't it was it was taking the fun out of it um to churn out the content and to do it even though i love creating the itineraries there was just so much back-end work um i think my favorite place i did two weeks backpacking in armenia which is probably not a trip i would necessarily recommend for everyone but i had a friend over there who invited me and it's just, it's been, it's one of those trips that like, I'll never get to do it again. And it was like a lightning in a bottle of the perfect time when I was young enough to like sleep on the floor and not care about the bathroom situation. And now I'm too old for that kind of stuff. So I like to think that was my young and free days. Have you ever lived abroad? So I lived abroad in Poland for almost four months while I was in college which i think partially gave me the like travel blogger bug and also just partially was an experience that reminded me that like i am a lot braver and a lot stronger than i thought that i could move to a country where i didn't know anyone i didn't speak the language culturally i didn't know anything about um polish culture or polish food or anything like that and, you know, I had to make friends. I had to get yelled at all the time because my Polish was so bad. <laughs> um, so it was definitely an experience. And I always tell people if they have the chance to live abroad, um, they should do it. It's not necessarily as glamorous, I think, as sometimes it seems. It can be really hard. It can be really frustrating. Um, but it definitely showed me kind of what I was made of, especially at the young age of 20, when you think you know everything, but you really know like nothing. But you're still a baby. You're you're really still a baby. Yes. Right. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you brought up college because one of, of my absolute favorite facts about you is that you have an economics degree, which every time I say it, it blows my mind. And I think that's mostly because I, one, I think it's amazing, but I am usually uh, fairly math averse. I am math averse, admittedly. 
But I think the other part of it that's amazing is you're not an accountant, right? You don't work in finance, which uh, having, again, very minimal exposure to economics and math degrees, I assume those are really the most obvious routes for that degree. Uh, So how does this educational background work for you in your current position? Or really, I guess the real question is, how have you made it work for your current position and aspirations? I, this is always people find this to be the craziest fact about me. I think it's because I'm so like artsy fartsy and like here's my camera and I want to connect with people and then I'm like yeah I have this like economics degree and they look at me as if <laughs> I have five heads which you know some days maybe I do. Um, I think my brain has always worked in a very interdisciplinary sort of way at least to my own knowledge right I don't know what goes on in other people's brains. But in college, I, I got a degree in both creative writing and in economics, which, again, just people look at me like, what in the world is this girl doing? But I always said that those are just two different ways to tell the story of the human experience, right? We can tell stories through writing and imagery and poetry and all of these things. Or we can tell stories through economics and through what's going on in business and the world. And I just, I've always seen that as just another lens through which to view like humanity and culture. So as I got out of college and started to think about what I wanted to do, I already had this way of thinking about business. Um, You're right that a lot of people with economics degrees work in finance, they work for or financial companies, right? They can do a lot of different things. But I think for me, it was just a way to kind of sharpen almost a business lens and a way to just think through that side of things. So when it came to starting my own business, working with clients, working with other people, well, I don't technically have a business degree my economics degree had some of those business classes in there. So it was sort of like I was already ready to take this like creative artsy fartsy side with this business lens and put them together. And I I like to say that that's what makes me great at what I do now because I do so much photography work for influencers, bloggers who, you know, basically are running a small business or small business owners themselves. I see it really from all sides. I see it from an academic side. I see it from owning my own business. And then I also see the creative side. I know the content grind because I did that travel blogging for a year and know what that's like. So it really gives me a well-rounded perspective on what people do. And I don't know if that answered your question, but that's my answer. No, I I think that absolutely answers my question. And I think this... is a question that actually gives a lot of insight into who you are as a person in that very, like we said, the type A with itineraries and the economic side and that logical numeric side. But there is also just as strong in you, this creative person. And I, especially as it relates to your photography, which we haven't really talked about and you didn't really mention it too much um, or how you move ended up moving that to being such a central feature of your work and your brand. And could you tell us a little bit more about your photography journey? Yeah. So my dad is, I guess, like 
a hobbyist photographer. I don't know exactly if that's how he would describe himself, but um, <laughs> I grew up with him having, you know, a dark room and doing things on film. And, you know, I call it like black and white artsy trees, right? So basically the total opposite <laughs> of what I do now in terms of <laughs> influencer, you know, digital photography. Um, but I always grew up you know, I had cameras, like there's photos of me as a very small child, not with a play camera, like with a, a very real film camera in my hands. Um, of course there is. Yeah. So I think photography was always something that was sort of around, but I never, I never really thought it was going to be my career path. Uh, partially, I think because too, I had been raised with this idea of, you know, nature photography, landscape photography, something that while I can appreciate is not necessarily something that really drives me or inspires me in terms of the work that I do. But as I was shutting down the travel blog, thinking through, you know, what was the next step? I just, I had the camera because I had been using it for the travel content. And was just kind of like, maybe I'll just follow this passion and just kind of see where it goes. I had a couple friends who love to be on camera and they love to get their photo taken and I just you know called them up and said like you know would you be willing to go somewhere with me and I could just try this out I could just see how it goes if it's fun if it's hard if it's you know boring to me to do this and I did that first session with a friend just messing around and I was like this is so fun and it just sort of set me unexpectedly on this this path of learning more and kind of changing the definition that I had of what photography could be for me. And it really became a way for me to connect with people and honestly really like capture people. I think that my job a lot of times is to show people the way that I see them. Like I love when I show someone a photo I've taken of them and they go like, wow, that really feels like them. And you know, it feels like them on their best day, right? It's like I've captured their insides and their outsides just to the best degree. And I love being able to share that with people because so often we're our own worst critics, right? And so often we see every little flaw or insecurity or whatever, right? But to be able to give someone a tangible representation of what they look like to me is so cool. And has really been, I feel like, sort of the why driving purpose behind the business and behind the photography. Like capturing that authenticity that they may not be able to see for themselves. Yeah, or being able to sh show them who they are, which sounds weird because we all know <laughs> who we are, I guess, right? But like... You know, we, we have these ideas of like who we hope we are, right? Or how we hope people see us. And I think to be able to have the technical skill, right, where I can, you know, there's some finessing that goes on with like angles or, you know, settings or whatever, right? But also <laughs> to just be able to see people and capture people and give them this gift of saying like, you are, you are who you think you are. You are just as beautiful as you want to be. You are just as kind or as warm or whatever, right? I, I'm so lucky to work with all of these amazing people who are all of these things. And I just get to be like, yep, look, this is exactly how I see you. You're like a ray of sunshine 
and this photo <laughs> proves it. And I don't want to hear any more crap about how you're not. You know what I mean? I Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And I think as a person, you are so good at that, even in your personal relationships. And uh, another thing that I think, at least for me, that I think you're best at is reminding me of the necessity of determination in thinking of something more long-term while also having the capacity to look back. And I, I know, I know that sounds a little strange and it's like, but what I mean <laughs> in my little convoluted brain, but what I mean is you and I talk a lot about short-term setbacks not being necessarily indicative of long-term failure. And more often than not, it's actually a sign of success in a lot of cases because we're learning from those setbacks that feel so monumental and so big in the moment that we're experiencing them. And uh, can you talk through some of that as it relates to you for Dylan in the details? Uh, and I ask this because I think it's really important for people to understand how long you've been at this and how much it takes. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is the long con, right? Like this is, <laughs> this is the long game. Um, so, I mean, my business incorporated in, June 2019, I believe. So my business is also a Gemini, just like me. Um, I didn't plan that, <laughs> but I do love saying that. Um, so that was like halfway through my fledgling, not so great career as a travel blogger. Um, so the, the travel blog shuts down in probably late 2019 or 2020. Um, I decide that I'm going to do some freelance marketing and photography just to see how it goes. Um, 2020 obviously was a challenging year for everyone, um, <laughs> no matter who you are. Um, so then I was like, well, I've shut down my, my business. I don't really have a new business right now um, because I can't go see anyone. I can't do anything. Um, so I spent most of 2020 just following this gut instinct where I was like, I should be doing photography and taking some online classes, practicing with people when I could, if it was, you know, thankfully as it got warmer, it was safer to be outside, at least at some distance, right? So I could do some practicing. Um, but it's really been, it's one step at a time. It's one client at a time. And I, I hate that. I think sometimes Instagram, social media can make it look like there are some of us who just walk around and like got lucky and like a business fell into our laps, which is not to say that are, there are not like privileges that have come with me being who I am and, you know, ways that life is unfair, right? That's not what I'm saying. But I just, there's really, we all work so hard and we all get told no all the time and we all have setbacks we have you know times where we think we're not going to meet our goals where people continue to say no to us where it seems like you're just sort of in the slog and like how could this possibly turn into anything but i try to live by this very silly but i think very true mantra that business is a crock pot it's not a microwave so yeah it's i i live by that i try to really operate that way and try to remember that every step that i'm taking is a step in the right direction and that 
sometimes you just sort of have to like shuffle your way forwards. And there have definitely been times where I've been convinced that it's over and like, there's nothing like there's, there's nothing left, but those are the times when then something will fall into place or the crock pot finally is starting to heat up a little bit. Right. And I see the the outcome of something that seemed like it was not going to work out or something comes back around from six months previously so it's always about just trying to take those small steps forward and have that like little bit of faith even if it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere you know I love a crock pot, so I you do love a crock pot. That is so true. I love I love my crock pot. So I and you're absolutely right that it it's right. It's it's not a sprint. It's a it's a marathon. And the, that idea of just sticking with it and it's more about the long term. Um, and so speaking of like the long term, other than the chance to uh, just talk and hang out with all of these ridiculously cool people you've had on your podcast, President Company excluded. <laughs> Why, why start a podcast of all things? So I, one, I just love podcasts. Um, (laughs) So selfishly, I just want to be in the cool kids club. Um, I really, it's amazing to me, the relationship that you can feel like you build with people that you don't know. And hopefully it's like a more healthy thing than like the parasocial celebrity nonsense that leads to chaos on Twitter. Right. But I really feel like, I know the people that I listen to their podcasts and like, I know how much I've gotten from listening to other people's podcasts. I feel like I've been in this like four year business school training session um, where I say things sometimes and I'm like, I learned that from a podcast three years ago and I can't believe that's stuck, you know, but like I find these things in my brain that I can't believe are still there. But also I found myself having amazing conversations with my clients. And I just would look at them and be like, everybody needs to hear this. Everybody could benefit from (laughs) the amazing things that some of these people say to me. And I almost felt like I was hoarding them. Like I was just over here being like collecting all of these like nuggets of wisdom from all of these people that I'm so lucky to know. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta share this. I gotta find a way to get this out into the world. So I toyed with, did I have people guest blog? That didn't seem fun for anyone involved. Um, Certainly not me, certainly not them. And podcasting is just, it's such an easy way to grab all of this and be able to share it, even on the days when the tech doesn't work, which, you know, God forbid, some days it doesn't. But it really just felt like a way to say, I have spent the past four years building this community very slowly, right? It's a crock pot, very slowly. But I want to share these people and this community with everyone else because I've been so lucky to learn from them. And I've been so lucky that other people who have podcasts have shared their community and their knowledge. So like, how can I put something else out into the world and hand it off to someone else who maybe is me four years ago, right? Sitting in their cubicle being like, this is never going to work, or this isn't an option for me, or I'm not smart enough, or I'm not whatever enough, right? But I listened to enough podcasts and got enough information and found all these things that eventually convinced me that, like, I don't know, maybe, right? And sometimes that's all you need is just to be able to be like, maybe 
this is a possibility, right? Maybe the door's cracked open to then take enough steps where someday the door's wide open. And now I want to be able to have people kind of come in after me if I'm following the door metaphor, right? Which I think I am. Yeah, no, I think that works. And I think obviously that we, I think we share a little bit of that, right? Where I have this irrational confidence about some things and it's just, you have to sometimes just go for it in a lot of ways. Yeah, but you definitely do. And I, I'm always grateful for that in you too. Yeah, you have the like, how hard is it, Jean? And it's like, right, exactly. <laughs> or how hard could it be? Right. Right. How, like, I couldn't be that bad at it. Right. I'll be at least okay at it. I, right, could, I feel right. like I could be at least okay at most things. <laughs> Which I think is in Elise Meyer's video that she just released where she was like, I have that gene where I think I could be decent at most things. Yeah, Great. I saw that trending. I was like, yes, I, I, I relate to this so hard. Um, but I think a getting to know you segment would not be complete if we did not run through a couple of, I think, really important questions to learn who you are as Great. a person. Wait. <laughs> So, here we go. Full honesty, and I will hold you to these. Right, right. <laughs> cats or dogs? Oh, easy, cats. Don't come oh. for me in my DMs. I don't want to hear it. Um, but <laughs> we have a cat. She's named after Minerva McGonagall. We call her Minerva when she's in trouble. But um, <laughs> Minnie, we love Minnie. I love a cat. Don't come for me. I'm, you're not going to change my mind, I promise. Like, I'm just going to live on my team cats and be happy about it. <laughs> red or white wine? Oh, definitely red. I am not. White wine is not my not my thing. It's I will not jam. Yeah. if I have to. But, like, I'm <laughs> really, like, the darker the red, the better. Okay. Uh, beach or mountains? I mean, I think the mountains, like, the beach... I don't get how people sit on the beach, like, all week. I know people do it. I live in southern Pennsylvania near Delaware. Like, I know people love the beach. I hear them talk about it. And I just, I'm just really happy for them. But, like, I don't want to go. I, yeah. I want them to go. So definitely, definitely the mountains. But, like, glamping in the mountains, right? I'm not sleeping in a tent. I don't want to sleep on the ground. Um, glamping, though. Also, there's a great glamping place in Killarney Island. That was my first brand collab ever, and they are the oh, best. Oh, I loved that. That was so great. <laughs> Maybe I'll put a link in the – if I can figure out how to put a link in the show notes or something. I don't know. People always say that. I don't know how to do it, but maybe I can figure it out because they're the best. so nice. Yeah, and you love that trip. You talked about the trip for, like, ever. And I, yeah, I, yes. I, I agree. I love the ocean, right? But I'm not a week-at-the-beach person. Summer or winter? This one's tough because as a New England girl, right, I feel like mm. i got to say winter. But as someone who lives their life perpetually cold and has, like, a blanket on every chair in the house, I feel like winter doesn't make sense. So I'm going to go – I'm going to say both. I'm going to make up my own rules and like say it. I love both for different reasons. For different reasons. Yeah, that's fair. Um, hot dogs or hamburgers? <laughs> what a random question. Um, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hot dogs. That's my gut instinct. I don't. What? I don't, I don't know. Let's. I think hot dogs. I think I'm going for it. All right, we locked in. Yeah. Favorite comfort food. Oh, um, well, my family is very Italian. Um, mm. so I feel like it's 
got to be like the pasta, bread, like that kind of, you can eat it any day, any season, doesn't matter. So yeah, I think we're going like pasta and bread. Carbs. Yeah, for Just sure. Carbs. <laughs> uh, favorite pizza topping? Oh, yeah. I'm like Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone, right? I want the cheese pizza. I don't want anything on it, and I don't want to share it. Keep so, it simple. Yeah, we're going Home Alone. Logan or Jess? And okay. for everyone that, for whatever reason, <laughs> listens to this podcast and doesn't know what we're talking about, this is a Gilmore's Girl, Gilmore Girls reference. <laughs> this is just you instigating the <laughs> longest running fight that we've ever had, which is not really a fight. But, jeez, oh, this is going to become like a dissertation. <laughs> you know that the answer is Jess, because deep down you know that the right answer is Jess. But for everyone who is horrified by that answer, <laughs> we have to remember, Jess in like seasons two and three is not Jess from season six. Okay, so we need to remember that Jess becomes an adult and we don't need to, like, you know, hold him in amber as when he was a problematic teenager who had no support system and no role models. Okay, Jess grows up, he writes a book, he owns a publishing store. We get the whole, why did you drop out of Yale? Like, come on, it's it's Jess. Jenna, we know you love Logan. Moving on to salvage our friendship <laughs> from this fight. Uh, okay, so favorite T Swift album. This is so hard. Um, oh my god, is this like favorite one as me being like a thirty-year-old, or Ooh. favorite one that like hit the hardest throughout my life? Because. You know, mm. T-Swift and I have been on a true journey together. We're almost the same age. She's just a couple years older than me. So it felt like she was just handing me an album for, like, every stage of my life. Except reputation. Let's not pretend that I went through a reputation stage. I'm not going no. to I didn't. No. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think if we're talking about favorite album, and then obviously like very specifically from one artist, it's like that is your go-to no matter what the mood, it gives you what it needs or what you need rather. What is it? I think it might be, it might be Midnight's, which maybe is some recency bias in there because it's the mm -hmm. one that just came out. But I also, I love Evermore. Evermore is a big one for me, but oh, like, am I Evermore. listening to evermore with like the windows down in the summer i i don't think so like evermore is mm. just not evermore is not an all the time vibe even though it's actually probably my most favorite in terms of like songwriting and vibe and everything but midnights basically anything could be happening i feel like and you could turn on midnights and feel like it, it's fitting what you're going for so i i guess midnights all right so, choice Disney princess. I always say Mia Thermopolis just to throw yes. people. Because, I mean, she is technically a Disney princess. Um, I, yeah, absolutely. I think if we're going, if we're going animated, um, I'm like my girl Meg from Hercules. She's not, she's not a princess, but like, mm, that's true. Should be, right? I mean, she's got the snark. She's got the, she's got it all. 
Um, and your girl Esmeralda. Let us let us not forget your girl Esmeralda. <laughs> yeah, my girl Esmeralda. Yeah, I think I feel like Esmeralda was my favorite as a child because we have very similar hair structures, and I really was like that that girl's hair is just like mine, which I think is probably also a reason that I feel very connected to first half of the movie Mia Thermopolis, right? Until they're like, let me straighten your hair. Um, so yeah, I mean, but I, I didn't pick a princess. I'm yeah. trying to think. That's all right. We'll, I mean, maybe Mulan. We'll go with, you know, she saves China. We got to give she, her the respect she deserves. She does. Right. She does save China. That's true. Uh, what's your favorite sports team? Because oh, I just I love this nugget about you. <laughs> Again, we're, this is just going to start another fight. Um, <laughs> so Jenna is an Eagles fan. And as we're recording, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Correct. Which of course we are an Eagles household. Fact for the rest of us. Um, so I feel like I have to do the whole the whole honesty story here, which is I started out as a Patriots fan. I am from New England. Again, do not come for me. Um, but it kind of stopped being fun after a while because all people wanted to talk about was how much they hated Tom Brady how dare you support the crafts, you know, Bill Belichick. It just, it wasn't fun anymore. And I didn't feel like standing up for these men, right? It was like, I just, I just want to have a fun sports team to root for. So this year I decided I didn't have to be shackled to the Patriots narrative anymore if I didn't want to be. So I started shopping around for a new team. Being a contrarian cannot be an Eagles fan. Also, <laughs> no. I'm not switching my baseball allegiance, so I'll still be a Red Sox fan, which means all the New York teams are out because I will not root for a team that is in any way connected to the Yankees. And then I started looking around, you know, who could I, who could I go with? Who could I go with? And my favorite movie in the world is Miracle, which is the movie about the 1980 um, Olympic hockey team. And I kept telling people what I really wanted was a football team that was going to give me that feeling, which people thought was just the most insane thing you could ever say, which just <laughs> might be true. So I finally settled on, I was going to be a Detroit Lions fan. I started telling people, basically everyone told me I was nuts, that why would I set myself up for disappointment? This is crazy. I could pick any team. That's the team I chose. I did my research, right? I like the way the coaches talk about the players. I like the atmosphere that they're building. You know, I could talk on and on about that. But anyways, I picked Detroit, and they start going on a winning streak. We had a rocky end to the season, right? So, like, I'm not saying they're perfect, but, like, you can mark this podcast. They're going to be hot next year, and everyone's going to be like, oh, man, I wish I was a Detroit fan. <laughs> mark my words. It's coming. It's a new day in Motor City, baby. Let's go. A new day in Motor City. What? So, obviously, you mentioned baseball, right? And obviously, we're talking about football. Like, very specifically, you knew this question was about football. But uh, what is your favorite sport to watch? Like, do you have one? Um, I mean, obviously, I like football, I like baseball. Um, I was a competitive, competitive in quotes, figure skater for a long time. I guess I still am a figure skater, not competitive was never really competitive either. Um, so watching figure skating with my mom has always just been like a bonding thing for us. We yell at the TV. It's, you know, a very full contact interactive sport for us, um, which people also find to be wild. 
I guess other people don't scream at the TV <laughs> while they're watching figure skating. Who knew? Um, right. So that's always, especially the Olympics or, you know, as I've gotten older, we are not quite as consistent with it as we used to be. But um, we love to watch skating together, love to cheer for our favorites and, you know, rate the programs, rate the costumes. So, yeah, we actually just watched um, the U.S. Nationals the other night together, the men's final. So that was great. It was fun. Oh, that's awesome. So then, I, I mean, I'm assuming that would be your favorite sport to participate in as well. Yeah, I'm not much for like a ton of sports, right? I think I have a lot of unresolved um, high school gym trauma that I have no desire to work through. Um, Same. So, but like, yeah, probably skating um, or something, anything that's like low stakes, right? If you want me to play a sport, the best way to get me to do it is like, don't keep score and let's just like have fun. Um, <laughs> but I guess like tennis, badminton, something <laughs> something low stakes and fun, I guess. Like bowling, like very like chill. Bowling. Well, they could have bumpers, right? Again, I'm not I'm not trying to win the intangible glory. I don't care that much. So it's just about having fun. Yeah. Right. Right. Which is one of the reasons I just uh, absolutely adore you um, as a person. Right. Because like, it's just, I don't, I just want to have fun. I don't, I don't care. That's why we're here. We're just trying to have some fun. So yeah, so that really uh, concludes our interview. And uh, thank you so much for being a guest on the Dylan, <laughs> the dreamer in the details. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, I was really stressed about whether or not you would choose to have me on your show as a guest. Um, so this is, this has been great. I mean, um, truly honored, honored <laughs> for you to be here. <laughs> <laughs> But truly, thank you so much, Jenna, for coming on. Thank you for making sure that uh, you kept me honest and really asked the hard-hitting questions. Um, and I hope everyone has enjoyed this. It does feel very weird to be thanking you for listening to me do the majority of the talking, as I generally don't do that. But we hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you all next time for the next episode. Thanks, Jenna. Absolutely. See ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Dreamer in the Details. We're so happy to have you with us. You can follow along with us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. And if you subscribe, you'll get all the new episodes sent directly to your feed. You can get in touch with me at Dylan in the Details on Instagram or DylanInTheDetails.com, which is my website. I'd love to hear your feedback. And we hope to see you again next time.